0: Welcome to Storyground Talk with Kristen and Bridget. This is a show designed to reach out to the Bookstagram community in order to educate, entertain, inform, and simply enjoy all things book related. some tips and tricks of becoming an influencer, specifically geared more towards Bookstagrammers because that is where our personal experience is in. To start things off, we are going to talk about different ways to get started on Bookstagram and how to grow your audience. We both feel that commitment is the first step in starting and Kristen is going to go talk about her experience first.
1: I have been doing Bookstagram for three years and then I was a blogger for five years or total, I guess. So I posted in the beginning about four times a day, and then slowly over time, I've made it to two times a day, but the commitment is there every day. For years, I've posted and tried to uh, come up with new content and new ideas. Same with Bridget. She has also been about the same amount of time.
0: Yeah, I think I started, I was also a blogger before starting Bookstagram, and I started Uh, maybe a few months after you. So it's been close to three years. And one thing, piece of advice I would give for anyone that wants to become an influencer is that you have to make sure that you are committing to this. This is not something, if you want it to succeed, you have to make a commitment and stick to it, or it will be very, very hard for you to ever grow your account or actually gain any goals that you may set for yourself. So a commitment on any uh, platform on social media is what you're going to have to have if you ever want to be successful.
1: Yeah. I have a planner totally dedicated to my bookstagram where I plot out, you know, when I'm posting what and all of that, and that helps keep it organized. So, I mean, when you start, you have to keep up with it and uh, do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I also started doing four times a day. I don't think you have to do that. I think that a lot of people only do once a day, which works for tons of people, and that's totally fine. But I think you want to stick to the same schedule so that you know what you to expect. And if you have to change every once in a while miss a day or something like that, it's fine. But it's when you start missing weeks at a time or months at a time that it's going, your account will suffer.
1: Did I? I took a break for, how many weeks was it that I took that break? About a, a, about a month? About a month. And yeah, you you like doubled in followers in that time it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Kristen
0: actually started with the bigger account like cuz you started before me so you had quite a bit more followers when we both started together and she did she took a break around I don't know, maybe 8 months in, I would say. Yeah. It was and that it was for year. almost an entire month I took a break from it. And that she didn't post and I pretty much yeah, I surpassed her in followers and like then some. And while we're fairly close now on the follower accounts, because we both have fairly large accounts, uh, it's still not the same. I still have more.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's just the way it goes. If you take a break, expect that your engagement and everything, but you will come back. I mean, if you do take a break, you can come back from that. And I mean, people will still be there. I didn't, I don't think people unfollowed me during my break. I just didn't gain any
0: and you kind of have to rebuild a little bit of that engagement and trust because people kind of have forgotten about you.
1: Right. You and know, I, like, I think the algorithm might not show your posts either. If you haven't okay. been posting and then all of a sudden you post, I don't know how how many people are actually going to see it. So the algorithm that is a mystery.
0: That is such a mystery for everybody. And the reason
1: why is I think they change it all the time. I don't think it's constant. I think it's continuously changing. So that means that you need to continuously change with what's happening. So if something's, if you're doing something and you notice that your account is not growing anymore, then you need to change and try something different.
0: Exactly and I think that that's one thing that has actually been very helpful for us personally on Instagram is that we are always adapting and always posting different kind of content while it's always bookish related, we are trying new setups, we try different books. we're never we don't do the same theme all the time and which I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a theme, but I do feel that your account will become stagnant at a certain point if you do a theme.
1: Well, and you and I both have changed our filter. And I've, when mm-hmm. I changed my filter to the most drastic one that I did recently, that's when I had the most growth I've had. So I think actually doing a change benefited my account quite a bit.
0: I agree. I totally agree. So the next point we were going to talk about was quality over quantity. This goes for so many things when it comes to social media. So you want to make sure that you have quality pictures. And one of the things that I think most people don't think about is that you want to have quality followers because don't buy followers, don't do too many giveaways, which we do a lot of giveaways, but we didn't do giveaways until we were quite a bit bigger with our accounts and we do them for work and things like that. But I feel that if you do too many giveaways right up front that you have very, uninterested followers who only care necessarily about maybe entering the giveaway, but they don't want to engage with you. And you want to make sure that you have followers who want to engage with you. So they're quality followers. And how would you suggest to get quality followers?
1: Uh, Interacting with them, answering comments when you have time. I'm not, I don't answer every single comment. I don't have time to, but I read them all. And I do answer the ones that if they ask a question, I try to obviously answer those. Also joining I did challenges in the beginning. Did you do monthly challenges?
0: Yeah, I feel like those, that's a book thing. So they have all of these photo challenges, tons of different books of grammars will offer different challenges for you to post a different type of theme every day. And also the thing I like about that too, is when I was first started, I didn't know what to post. Every day, and it helps me come up with ideas on what I should post about for that particular day. So I think that that's another way that really, really helps. Uh, that photo challenges really help besides helping you gain followers because I think to you will meet other people who are kind of in the same boat as you, or at least interested in the same things as you at the, in those type of settings. And I think that that is a way to not only gain followers but to make friends. Like that's uh, partly how. I've made a lot of my friends was I discovered them through the photo challenges.
1: Same. Yes. And I, I've made so many friends on bookstagram and there's so many nice friendly people. And I mean, people DM me strangers and we'll start talking and I mean, I've made friends in all different ways and you and I became way better friends through it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we texted. Well, we, we met online though. So yeah. Our relationship was more, it started through blogging, but we, we more just knew of each other before Bookstagram, and then we both kind of started our Bookstagram journey at the same time, and that kind of cemented our friendship, and then We started a business together and then now we're best friends. (laughs)
1: Well, and it helps too when you have a really good friend that is also doing it because we show each other our pictures beforehand and we're like, okay, which one do you prefer of these? And we help each other come up with ideas. If we're stuck or in a slump or something, we encourage each other. And I think that's helped me so much. And it's kind of accountability too, just because some days you might not feel like taking pictures or posting and then you can have somebody... To kind of help encourage you and get you into it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, very, very helpful. So that kind of brings next the, to have patience. Yes. I, growing a social media platform takes time. It doesn't like matter which platform you're doing unless you're an overnight sensation, which is like one in a billion chances that that's going to happen you It will take time for your account to grow. It doesn't mean that you don't have good content. It doesn't mean you're doing things wrong. It just means that time it's', it's gonna take time for for you to grow.
1: And, and then, uh, it also takes time to kind of find your niche and also to yeah. find your what you want your pictures to look like. in the beginning, I tried a whole lot of different. You know things that didn't exactly work, and it, the reason it didn't work is just because I didn't feel as comfortable doing it or it wasn't as fun for me, so it took me probably a year and a half or two years to actually find the rhythm of like my account and how I feel comfortable taking pictures and my strategies on the way I think. thing
0: um yeah i another thing is like Kristen was saying it takes time to discover who you are and Never, I think when it comes to being creative, never put yourself in a box that you can't get out of Uh, because because I feel like a lot of people do that when they try a a certain theme or a certain setup or whatever it may be. If you are not posting something because it doesn't fit your account, then you're putting a a cap on your creativity. And I think that that's sad.
1: And I did that. Remember when I did my dark theme? Mm -hmm. It didn't work for me personally. I see people who do it and it's beautiful, but I attempted it and it just, I felt really closed in. I was like, well, this book is so, you know, pink and pastel. I don't know how to incorporate it into this look that I'm trying to achieve. So that one didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. And I would just give that advice to anyone that don't put a a cap on your creativity because I think that that makes it less fun and it can in the long run, hurt you. I believe one of the ways that me and Kristen have both noticed that a way to sort of gain followers and help engagement is to post popular books. Now, I'm not saying you have to post popular books in every single post because not everybody wants to do that because it gets boring if you're posting the same book over and over and over and over again. But If you want to boost or if you want to try and gain some followers, posting popular books will help.
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah, there's no question that a lot of times if my posts aren't getting as good of likes or something, I will be like, okay, I need a booster post. And this will be a series I know does well on my account, something that's popular. And I post it and it does seem to help my engagement pick back up. So I do recommend doing that.
0: I feel like we kind of already discussed the algorithm, right? And just to stay positive, did we already kind of go over that? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I think for how to help with that is to engage at some times and just try not to focus on it as much. I notice that when I'm having the most fun, that's when things pick up for me. And my people can kind of tell, I think, whenever my pictures are done passionately and I'm having fun and I'm trying new things and I'm enjoying it. When I get kind of static and in a slump, most of the time my likes kind of decrease and everything. And I feel like people just can kind of sense it or something. I don't know how. I think
0: they can. I totally agree. And I think it's a natural human instinct to degrade ourselves and to think that we're not good enough. And the algorithm, like sad as this is, feeds on that because when you look at a picture and be like, oh, it didn't get enough likes, it didn't, I didn't get any followers today. My pictures suck. And then it just brings you down. And I, that, that isn't what social media should be about. It should be a positive thing because it's a creative thing, especially Instagram with photography and art. It's art and art's supposed to bring joy. And that's how I think you should look at it, is that if you love your picture, then others are going to love it, too, regardless of what the likes of it may be.
1: Have you seen that um, it's in the news kind of for Instagram lately that they're testing out hiding likes on pictures?
0: I have seen that. And
1: And I I wonder what people. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it yet either. I haven't. um, I'd like to hear people's. Thoughts. It would, on it. Yeah, because they're testing it in Canada. I think some accounts, Canadian accounts, are having it happen. And I'd love to hear how it makes them feel emotionally when they're posting. Is it make it more fun, less fun? I'd like to hear all of that.
0: I I don't know how I feel about it because I kind of like seeing what pictures do well. Like I do too. Outside of my account, like okay, so this setup or this type of picture did really, really well for them. So maybe I should give it a try, like put my own spin on it. So I don't know if I like it. And obviously from a business standpoint, it would make more work for us, which would be frustrating, but I don't know, like I can see the positive things from it too, that it could potentially be a more uplifting platform to certain people. But to me personally, I've, I've, tried to make myself become more accustomed to not caring about likes. And I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty good at it, that I just don't care. (laughs) It's (laughs) hard.
1: Sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes I'm not. And uh, some weeks are better than others. And I've noticed that when likes are pretty high and everything's good, then I really don't care about them. I'm all happy. But then when it starts going down and down and down, I'm like, wait a minute. Did what did did I do this? Or is this just all across the board or people not liking my content? So I have to kind of work with myself and be like, okay, do you love your content? Yes, I'm loving what I'm doing. Then keep going forward. But it kind of, uh, and then sometimes it's encouraged me to make a change or try something new because I'm like, okay, well maybe, maybe this same setup that I'm doing, or I notice that I'm posting a lot of pictures that look similar. So I'm like, okay, well I need to try to go outside of that and do something different.
0: And this obviously proves to you that no matter how big your account is, that you still have insecurities <laughs> about yourself. Because um, while we have obviously a decent size following, we still get insecure about our pictures at times, too.
1: When well, I don't even feel like I like I, my account never feels big to me. Like it's me either. Like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> 80,000. That still doesn't even feel I don't know. For some reason, it just doesn't even feel that big. <laughs>
0: I agree. It does Until I try manner. to picture
1: everybody standing in a room together, I'm like, okay, if you had all those people in one space, that is quite a bit of people.
0: You know, it's funny as I have more followers I have than live in my town.
1: Right? <laughs> That's kind of crazy.
0: Cuz there's only like 60,000 people that live in the town I live in. And so I'm like, you put everybody in this town in the same spot and I would have more followers than that. That when you put it in that perspective, I'm like, wow that's a little crazy, but (laughs) yeah, it really is. Okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is hashtags and how to use hashtags and how uh, important they are. I used to think that hashtags were kind of inconsequential, that you didn't really need to use them, that they didn't make a difference.
1: I felt the exact same way,
0: (laughs) but that is not true (laughs) at all. It's not true at all. Hashtags actually make a huge, huge difference on the engagement of your pictures. And one thing we've discussed many times is to use hashtags outside of your niche. Now, you want to use hashtags that still work with your pictures. You don't want to use like hashtag Disney and you have nothing Disney related in your picture. Like that doesn't work. That's just spamming and people don't like that. But when it comes to, like, bookish things, there's actually a lot of different hashtags that do work depending on the style of your picture. If you do a more lifestyle type of picture, then obviously you can use all of the lifestyle hashtags. There's so, so many different ones of those.
1: I keep, uh, on my phone, I keep a Notepad a list of hashtags, and that way... You know, I'm not trying to scramble to remember them with each post, because if you're sitting there, you kind of go blank and it's like, oh, I can't remember anything. So I keep a notepad list of hashtags. And then the way to find different hashtags to use is I actually look and explore and I I just kind of peruse and look and see what people are doing and look at the hashtags. And also, if a picture does really well on someone else's account or on my account, I look at what hashtags are used and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try these next time and see if they work for me.
0: Yeah, that's such a great idea. And when you use a Google Analytics, um, if you have a business account, it does sh- tell you how many times your pictures were seen in hashtags. Now, because Instagram can be dumb, certain pictures will hit hashtags and certain ones won't. That's not what we're going to talk about because there's no uh, rhyme, rhyme or reason to that. I can't figure um, out
1: how that happens. Like,
0: I don't know either. But you, and it doesn't tell you which specific hashtags. It was seen in either, which I really wish they would. Instagram, if you ever listen to this, tell us which specific (laughs) hashtags our posts are seen in. That would be so helpful. I think that when you have um, a picture do really well in hashtags, that there's definitely some good ones in there to make sure that you're reusing uh, uh, later on in
1: pictures. I think if you reuse Mm -hmm. the same ones over and over and over, they start losing... I agree. Yeah, they're not they're, as helpful. Uh, you have to switch them up all the time.
0: Like. I agree, and I mean, you can obviously use some of the same ones. Like I usually try to change. I don't use the same ones every day. I usually change them up and use a few different batches throughout the week. It's kind right, of how I do it.
1: Yeah. In Notepad, I keep like a batch here, batch, batch, and batch. And then I kind of cycle through them. And then Mm -hmm. when they stop working, I'm like, okay, well, these these are retired for a little while. Maybe I've overused them or something. Mm -hmm. And then I try to use different combinations and stuff.
0: I've heard different things and I'm not hundred percent sure on what works, but I think I've found personally that a mix of big hashtags and a mix of smaller hashtags is usually the best combo because if you can hit it in a bigger, like the whole point of a hashtag is you want to hit one of the top pictures in the hashtag. And the, I've noticed that if I do hit in a bigger hashtag, if I'm hitting the top of a bigger hashtag, those pictures generally do better. But if you hit it in the more medium size, which I mean, I think if it has anywhere from like ten. Thousand to five hundred thousand posts in that specific hashtag, which you can find that when you use the hashtag, it'll tell you how many posts that hashtag has. Those are like more medium size, I feel, and then anything over 500,000 is a big hashtag. So if you can hit it big in one of those, that's great. But definitely use a combination, I think, and and I think that'll give you your optimum results.
1: I've heard some people say that you should limit it to like five hashtags and things like that. I've never found that being helpful. I kind of load it up as with as many as I can fit. Like I.
0: I generally do 25 to 29. Yeah. I don't usually do the 30 because 30 is the allotted amount. Just FYI, if you use more than 30, Instagram will go all wonky on you. It will delete your caption. It will not show in tags. It'll like spam it. It, it does some. Don't use more than thirty tags. And I, Kristen, I know she put some in her caption and some in her comments, and it doesn't make any difference. So you can put hashtags in your comments, and it works just fine. Right. And uh,
1: I've tried it both ways to see if it changes anything, and I haven't really found much of a difference. Exactly. You I, always put yours in your caption. Don't you? I
0: do just because. I like to sometimes copy and paste and that's where I store mine. And if it's in my comments, I can't copy it.
1: No, (laughs) you can't.
0: (laughs) And so I like to have mine in my caption. I put them at the bottom of my caption. That's how I do it. But that's just out of habit more than anything. It's not because I feel like it makes any difference because I've done the same thing. I've done it in my comments before and I haven't noticed any difference. So that rumor, I don't believe is true, but I might have to say that I do slightly believe in the no editing rule.
1: I do too. We both tested that and had it impact us in a negative way, meaning that if you post a picture and then you try to edit it afterwards, your engagement will rapidly decline.
0: And I think it's like you won't show in hashtags. I think that's the one thing that has happened to us is that it was seen in hashtags up to the point where we edit it and then it just falls off.
1: Right. And so if you have a mistake in your caption, you either leave it or I delete it and try to post again. If I just posted it and I realize there's an error, then I'm like, OK, delete, try again. But if I find it later on, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to leave it and go with it.
0: Me too. And if it's I mean, and if it really bothers you, just update it the next day. Right. Because <laughs> the next day it's not going to uh, really affect anymore how your likes are. At least it doesn't for
1: me. No. And then speaking of captions is something that i actually learned from uh, other people was asking a question into your, I didn't do that in the beginning, asking a question at the beginning of my caption. I just kind of put information in there and posted and was done. But I feel like people do comment more if you ask a question and try to get to know your followers and ask them things and get their opinion on things. I found that that helps a lot with my comments.
0: I agree. Another thing that I found is people like, at least for my account, they like to learn about me and my actual personal things outside of books. So, cause I've noticed that my posts that like, I'll give 10 random facts about me are some of my most engaged, most liked posts out of all of my posts.
1: And I have still never tried one of those. <laughs> uh, try one like seriously, I, those, I have trouble ones... sharing personal things
0: and that's fine and if you're a personal person you don't have to do that that's like totally up to you I just have noticed that people seem to like that because then they can connect with me
1: outside of what I'm posting I know I'm trying I'm trying to be more open And that's
0: fine. I mean, that's just another tidbit that you can try there. So thanks for joining us and listening to our Tips and Tricks podcast. We are going to try and do this weekly. And if you want any type of podcast you would like us to try, definitely let us know. We have a few ideas up our sleeve. So definitely stay tuned and join us next time.